Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Scrambling with Dylan Otto is sponsored by our friends over at Putt View Books. Putt View Books makes yardage and green books that are used by the best junior, college, amateur, and professional golfers in the world and are designed with the assistance of world-renowned golf coach Phil Canyon and can be made for over 30,000 golf courses. The amount of precision that's put into each yardage and green book is impeccable and Cordy from Golf Science Lab says they're clear, simple, and very useful. If you want a yardage or green book, head over to their website at puttviewbooks.com and check them out on Instagram at puttviewbooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Delonado, featuring University of North Carolina golfer Austin Greaser. Austin, welcome, man. Thanks, man. Glad to be here. Absolutely, man. Really glad to get you on here. And just it's a long time coming. So really glad to get you on here. Thanks for taking the time out of your day for this. Um, I just want to first things first. How have you been lately? What's you know summer been like? You're probably getting close to kicking up with school again. You know how you been? Yeah, I've been good. Uh, summer's always a fun time of year for like a lot of different reasons, uh, and especially golf. So played a little golf recently. It's been a little leg time uh, about a month ago. A week or so that was really fun something i really like to do and uh getting ready for to take off to usm tomorrow evening so uh excited for that and then back to school one more year with uh with the boys in Tar Heel country so I'm, I'm really excited and uh i'm really looking forward to the next few months that's awesome man heck yeah and hey yeah get back at the usm again man i mean that'll be really exciting and another year with the boys you know at unc that's gotta be really really exciting i mean you guys are you know really good teams and stuff whenever your year's there which we'll you know we'll get into a little bit later and stuff but uh you know i always like to start the questions off here you know with you know where are you from and how'd you get into the game of golf man sure yeah um i'm originally from vendale ohio I've been there my whole life, same house, born and raised. And the way I got into the game was my dad played, started playing golf after he was in college. About five or six, when I really got interested in it, I would kind of ride around on the cart with him whenever he'd go play. And, you know, I'd kind of drop my ball wherever I thought, you know, it looked fun or I wanted to hit it from. And uh, just kind of went from there and, and ran with it. I just kind of fell in love with it and, you know, started really wanting to practice a lot and play a lot. And then, you know, going to competition and stuff, I think around seven or eight years old and just kind of really enjoyed it ever since. So um, I'd say that's kind of kind of where it started for me. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, a lot of people, it's either, you know, somebody in their family or, you know, somebody get, get them into the game and stuff. But it's really cool, you know, that your dad kind of found the love of the game later on. You got into it, dropped the ball kind of wherever you felt and just started playing. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wish I could still do that today. Just drop it wherever I want. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it don't work like that. <laughs> no, no, no. It doesn't work like that, man. But yeah, it's uh, those early days and the early years of playing golf. Are you know all of all of us? It was all you know so much fun and stuff. And um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's cool to look back on those days. And um, you know, I'm curious about it. You know, as you progress, got older, high school golf. Did you play high school golf? I'm sure you played. You know, you played in a lot of junior events. Very successful junior career. Just kind of touch on what those days were like. You know playing junior golf and high school golf if you if you played high school golf yeah yeah i did play high school golf uh, all four years nice um, and that's kind of really when i started i think getting into like junior events a lot i mean i remember i played in a few when i was young and 
I played in quite a few, I think, starting around 9, 10, 11, just in a local um, tour kind of thing, not not anything major at all, but just in a local kind of sure. tour. But, yeah, I kind of carried all that in the high school and really started playing some AJJ events. And I, I don't know if I, you know, had the career some of these kind of juniors had coming out of high school and, and in their AJJ careers, but I had a solid one. I had a couple of good wins yeah. and yeah. a couple other good, good showings and stuff. And I just kind of really – you know, started to really hit my stride late senior year of high school going into my freshman year of college and maybe even sophomore year of college, really. I think, yeah. um, you know, I'd kind of kind of filled out a little bit from a growth standpoint. I was always a really tiny kid. I mean, I remember <laughs> going into freshman year of high school. I think I was like 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, and like 115, 120 soaking wow. wet. So um, I was a really, really small kid. And it took me a long time to not only catch up height wise to a lot of guys, but like distance wise as well. And like, long story short, if, if you know my swing at all, I kind of have a, almost like a jumping motion at the golf yeah. ball, kind of squat down and jump out of it. And that's kind of where it came from is because I was real small and, uh-huh. um, you know, somebody, somebody kind of told me and I, when I was little is, you know, kind of when you, I played baseball as well. And, you know, when you kind of swing a baseball bat, you kind of get loaded down and jump up out of it. And they're like, well, you can do that in golf too. And I was like, okay, like say less, you know? And so I yeah, kind of yeah. hit it farther doing that, you know, and using the ground and gave me a little bit more power and long story short, it just kind of stuck with me and kind of feel like now it's kind of a part of uh, a good part of my game that, that kind of gives me a little bit of a weapon, but Anyway, you know, kind of really started to hit my stride really late high school going into going into college, but I'll I'll stop there and we'll wait till we get into the college years. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. But I mean, it's a really cool story, you know, because I mean, whenever you watch, you know, whenever you watch your swing and stuff, I mean, everybody, you know, everybody swings it differently, you know, and you can definitely see the jump. But it's kind of, you know, I mean, hell, it, it's been working all this time. You might as well keep it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what me and my coach think at this point. It's it's what I got, and we're gonna ride it till. So uh, I guess I'm not playing anymore. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> keep it in there, and it's like I said, it gives me a good, good weapon in the bag with driver and stuff. I feel like I hit it a decent ways, and uh, yeah, yeah, you know that's that's never a bad thing as long as you're keeping it somewhat straight. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, man. But no, it, it's cool to hear you know that junior career a little bit as well. You know, it's cool that you played high school golf because I mean, like you said, I mean, a lot of these other players that have these you know amazing junior careers, they just kind of played strictly junior tournaments and didn't get that high school careers. You know, so it's cool that you're able to get a little best of both worlds. You had a you know a solid junior career, and I'm just curious about you know playing in you know the starting out in the local tours you know working your way up playing high school golf playing in you know you know in in good junior tournaments so you played in for great organizations um you know how do you feel you developed over your years in junior golf to kind of get you to you know get ready for playing at UNC and stuff like that yeah it's a good question i mean i think you know there's a lot of different angles that you know a player really gets better i mean i think I remember when I was, you know, young, kind of in that 10, 12, 14 mark, like I was a, I had a like really bad attitude. Like I, I hated hitting bad golf shots and you know, <laughs> I would slam clubs, throw balls, you know? So um, I think that was a big way that I grew up throughout high school was kind of realizing that, you know, at the end of the day, it just, it doesn't uh, get the shot back. You don't get to redo it. And um, you know, so I kind of, kind of grew out of that a little bit, maybe matured out of that a little bit, which sure. I feel like kind of helped. Um, sure. And I learned that a lot that there quickly that it just kind of, it took away more than it, more than it added, right. It just kind of drained you uh, more than it would, you know, fill you up and whatnot. So kind of matured in that, uh, or in that sense, I think a lot, quite a bit. And then, like I said uh, a little bit earlier, I think throughout high school, I just, everybody was out driving me and, you know, especially in my like freshman and sophomore year, I was starting to gain distance, but not, not as far as everybody else. And, 
So just kind of waiting for my turn to kind of grow up and it kind of came late, but you yeah. know, it is what it is. And then after, after I did gain some weight and put on some height and stuff, then I kind of started to go to work on, on the rest of my craft really. And, and just continuing to practice like I did. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, I feel like a lot of, a lot of kids practice really hard. The difference between a lot of kids and like the best players is like the confidence part and that they believe in what they're doing. And I feel like, I had a really good junior career, um, but I didn't have one that was as, like I said, just as good as some of the other guys, you know, yeah, I would show yeah. up. Remember at, some, at one point I was just playing for, you know, a top 10 or like a top five and, and there's a place for that. And like, you gotta, you gotta kind of work through that and learn mindsets and stuff like that. But I will say if you're not believing in what you're doing at home, like, you know, it's, it's really hard to get a lot better and it's hard to see results. So I just remember no matter how I played, you know, even when I was talking to college coaches, that's something I would always kind of market about myself is like, look, coach, like I know, you know, maybe it's not the best resume you've ever seen, but I promise you, like, I'm going to be good someday. Like I'll be really good someday, like one of the best players in the nation. And, um, you know, I'm working and doing this type of this, all this stuff to get there. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, you just kind of got to keep your head down a little bit, especially when you're young and still, and still now, I mean, it's still applies to now, but you really got to keep your head down when you're young and, you know, don't try to compare yourself too much and just understand, Hey, like I'm putting my best foot forward. I'm doing everything I can to get better. And you just got to really believe in it. And, and, uh, you know, when the time comes, I feel like that really kind of, it kind of bears its fruit once the time comes a little bit, if you really start believing in what you're doing at home. Yeah, absolutely, man. No, I think that's great. I mean, believing in what you're doing and stuff. And it's cool that you touched on how, as you were kind of talking to coach and stuff, that's how you were marketing yourself. Like I, you know, it might not be the most impressive resume, but, you know, I'm going to be one of the best players in the country or in the nation, you know, eventually. So I think that's really cool, man. And and I'm just curious about, you know, your recruiting process. Like, what was that like? What schools were you mainly talking to? Ultimately, obviously, you know, you committed and you played you played years at UNC. But, you know, what did it come down to a couple or a handful of schools that you were really interested in? Yeah, um, my recruiting process was OK, I would say. Like I said, I, I don't think my resume was jumping out at anybody like, oh, man, we got to get this kid for sure. But I will <laughs> say, like, I wasn't scared to go into a coach's office and be like, look, coach, like, I'm your guy that's going to make the national championship winning putt. Like, you're just nothing else to it. Like, <laughs> I want to be that guy. And like, I'm I'm working every day to be that guy. And like I said, I don't, you know, say that in a bragging way, but like that is kind of a mindset I do like to carry. And I don't think there's anything wrong with marking yourself if you're if you're willing and going to back it up. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever get that chance someday. And I don't know if when it, if I get the chance, you know, if it happens or not. But, you know, I, I do feel like I want the chance and I do feel like I'm ready if it if it does arise. But so I, I would say, like, you know, on that note, I, I was never scared to market my to kind of market myself. And me and my dad talked about that. And, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so I felt like that was was uh, that helped me a little bit. I felt like it kind of let coaches know that I felt like I had a little bit of a different mentality, even though you know, maybe I wasn't a standoutish player just yet. And I will say for the most part, uh, with all due respect, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but I was really just talking to a lot of kind of mid-major program, probably somewhere between like 30 and 60th in the country, maybe 30 and, you know, 80th in the country kind of, kind of program. So it really never panned out that I got to talk to a lot of big time programs, you know, those blue chips of the world, um, you yeah. know, I, I, those type of, those type of university and programs. But the funny thing was, is, 
when I was a freshman, I sent out probably 50 emails to 50 different schools and just said, hey, I'd love to play college golf. Like, here's my schedule. Here's what I've done. Would love to come free to come watch. And one of them was North Carolina. And uh, at the time, the head coach was different. He emailed me back and just said, hey, I appreciate your email, but we just don't have any spots right now. And I was like, okay, you know, you got that from a lot of schools. So you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all good. We'll move on. Right. And so anyway, the head coach changed and long story short, I hadn't committed anywhere. And I still felt like, you know, I was worth a little bit more than was on the table at the time. And I was in a AJJ Invitational in Greensboro at Sedgefield and North Carolina coach was out there, the new one. And long story short, he watched me for a few holes. He said he just really, really liked it, called me after. And on the way home, uh, we flew out of Raleigh and we stopped by uh, their facility on the way back. And um, it just clicked. It was just, I loved it. I love the coaches. It's just one of those things where you just knew it was the right choice and knew that's where I wanted to go. And yeah. it just all worked out. So it's been really good. And I've loved every second of it. Wow. What a story, man, with the recruiting process and just, you know, the journey with UNC, you know, and that's what it's all about is, you know, sending the emails out. This is my schedule. We'd love for you to come watch. And I mean, schools are going to come back and say, hey, you know, we're full, whatever. Like you said, all right, on to the next one. You know, you got to do what you got to do. But it's cool that, you know, they were able to come back and they watched you play and they were like, all right. Yeah, he's our he's our guy. <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. That's what they told me. And I was like, look, like that's I just wanted somebody to believe in me, you know. So, yeah, um, they did. And it probably was kind of a gamble on their end. But um, you know, hopefully they're they're happy with their decision at this point. <laughs> I I would imagine so. I would imagine so. You've been a, a pretty good, you know, pretty good player for them and a you know, a key player for that team. And um, you know, I'm just curious, obviously, you know, you're gonna be going into your last year um at UNC. Like you said, you're gonna be going back with them. But um, you know, what's it like when you look at back at these years that you've played at UNC and everything that you've been able to do for the program and everything that you know they've been able to help you and develop you as a player, like what does that mean to you looking back at those years? Yeah. I mean, first off, it goes as quickly as they talk about when you're young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It goes by real quick. They always tell you as a kid, like time flies and you're like, ah, oh, whatever. I just want to get to 18, 21, 25, whatever it is. And, um, you know, it really does fly. So I'm going to try and soak up this last year, make it go as slow as I can. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, looking back, I mean, it's just been an absolute, you know, honor and really privileged just to be a part of this program. I mean, I've, I've tried to put everything I have into it, um, you know, just as every other guy does. And, you know, I, I really uh, don't uh, don't take for granted the opportunity that uh, Vivatetto and Clark gave to me that, you know, some other schools didn't. So yeah. I've really tried to uphold kind of what I talked to them about and what I've already said on this call and, and just really, you know, worked, worked as hard as I could and just tried to really get better at my craft. So um, but I will say, you know, University of North Carolina, um, just has an unbelievable like network of connections and alumni and stuff. And I'll tell yeah. you what, we've been to some really cool places to play. We've uh, met some really cool people and we've just had a lot of really cool opportunities on us to become as good of a player as we want to become. So I think on that note, just to be around such amazing players, coaches, and even, you know, alumni and donors and stuff like that, like they're just so great to us. And, um, you know, they really give us every opportunity to be as good as we want to be. Wow, man, that is really cool. I mean, whenever I had whenever I had David Ford on the podcast, he said, you know, he had a a general idea of that as well. You know, the the um everybody around the program, around the school, and just the alumni and stuff. It's just like it's just a big family. It seems like, and it's just really cool yeah. all the opportunities y'all have been able to have. Yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, um, you know, I didn't really understand it until I went here, and um, I probably still don't understand it to the degree of like North Carolina <laughs> residents and stuff. But, you know, uh -huh. if you're a Tar Heel, like you, for whatever reason, you're just really connected to the school and to 
um, other people that go and have, and other people that have went. And, um, you know, you just really bleed that Carolina blue. I don't know what it is. I'm, you know, I can't speak for other schools, but I know this one definitely has that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Heck yeah. That is just, well, I mean, Hey, it seems like everything's, you know, been able to work out for you there at UNC. I mean, you've had a great time at your years there. Like you said, you're this next year, you're going to try and go as slow as possible. Cause they do go by fast. I can tell you that much. They go by fast. Sure do. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, in, sure be- in between, you know, balancing school, college golf, I mean, you've been able to do a lot in the game of golf. I mean, not only, you know, college-wise, but amateur and, you know, playing in pro events and stuff. Um, You know, something I do want to touch on is, you know, finishing runner-up at the 2021 USAM. I mean, you know, which allowed you to play in major championships. You played in the Masters US Open. I mean, tell me about just the stuff you've been able to do kind of for yourself outside of UNC and just, you know, playing in that USAM, playing in the Masters, you know, major championships. What was that like? Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to really know where to start other than that. A lot of it's just been just a complete dream. I mean, I know that's very cliche and stuff, but, you know, those big time events like the Masters and US Open, uh, you know, those are the ones you sit on the couch watching growing up and just always <laughs> yeah. envision yourself pegging it and hearing your name being called on the first tee. So, um, you know, that's really what it is, a dream. And so it's it was really cool to be a part of those. And I can go into more detail on those. But I will say, you know, I'm someone that like really in, enjoys and thrives in a match play environment. Um, uh-huh. I, I don't know why it is. But, you know, like I said, I feel like I have a pretty good confidence about me. And for whatever reason, I just really enjoy the match play format. And uh, fortunately, you know, at, at Oakmont there in, in 2021, I was able to bottle it up and yeah, make a pretty good run, and um, yeah. you know, really wish I could have that last nine holes back. But uh, yeah. um, you know, that's that's sports, that's golf. So, uh, you know, if anything, I feel like that's definitely kind of made me stronger and work a little bit harder. So, but you know, it's it had to have the best consolation prizes of any event under the sun. So, right, right, um, you know, getting to go tee it up against uh, the best in the world at the Masters and US Open. I mean, it's definitely something I'll never forget, and uh, you know, I hope to play in a lot more, but it's always going to, both of those are always going to be the first time ones. And, uh, you know, it's definitely going to, going to remain in my, uh, in my mind forever. That is awesome, man. And you talk about, you know, you dream of, you know, pegging it up on the first tee here in your name. I mean, what was that like when you were at, you know, when you're at, you're at Augusta national, you're on the grounds, you're yeah. on that first tee, they announce you off. What was that like? Um, Very, <laughs> very nerve wracking. Uh, I remember, you know, obviously can can play golf to a decent level and um, yeah. I'm not worried about whether I'm going to make contact with it or not. But I was I was happy to make contact on that first <laughs> tee shot. Uh, I got the ball on the tee in one try. So that was a win. There you go. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's different in Augusta for whatever reason. You know, the history, you know, the tradition, you know, the nostalgia, uh, whatever else other word you want to put on it. And from the putting green to the first tee, um, they don't really have a designated walkway. All they do is they stop the patrons from walking and they, and they just kind of make a tunnel of people to the first team. Gotcha. Uh, and somebody that had never played a professional event before, it's usually just mom and dad out at college events. I went from, from that to, you know, <laughs> four or five people deep trying to get to the first tee of Augusta national. And yeah, you kind of, you go through the tunnel of people and then you kind of opens up to that first tee shot that, you know, you know, so well, you know, you've never been there to right. play in the tournament, but you know, it so well, cause you see it every yeah. year. And, oh, yeah. um, and then it's not only four people deep, but it's probably eight or 10. So, um, you know, I, it's, it gives me chills thinking about it. Um, but I think it's, 
it's the nervousness and, and the uh, pressure and, and whatnot that you always want as a player that you always kind of dream of and, and you prepare for. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that as a player, it's kind of hard to describe. It's just one of those things you got to kind of experience if you are a player. And, uh, you know, I feel like I've been able to kind of build on that a little bit and understand that I'll probably never be that nervous again. <laughs> I'd never be that nervous again. <laughs> oh, man, dude, it's just so cool to hear that those experiences. I mean, whenever I had Aaron Jarvis on, that was something I really wanted to touch on is those, those emotions when you're in, you know, you're in a situation like that because not many people are able to get in those situations. So it's just really congratulations on everything you've been able to do in the game of golf, just, you know, in college and amateur golf and everything like that. And Yeah, thank um, you. Just really impressive, man. Really impressive. And, um, you know, obviously you got one more year at UNC. Do you have any goals for your last year? Do you, you know, what's the plan for after college? Obviously, you know, professional golf is something you want to do. You know, what what's your uh, what's your plan? Yeah, I, I do try to make a list of goals uh, before every year. I actually haven't sat down and done that quite yet. I usually kind of do it at the start of the year, you know, right after USM. So I haven't gotten them all down, but I do know one of them is uh, be a first-team All-American. I haven't quite uh, achieved that feat just yet, so I'd really like to be able to do that because I just feel like that means you have a really good year from start to finish. So um, I think that would be close to the top of my list for sure. And outside of that, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna and uh, gonna turn pro after next next national championship. So I think it'd be you yeah. know right around that June mark next year. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited. It's something I've always wanted to do, and I feel like the last couple of years have I've really proved to myself that you know I can compete at a really really high level, and, and hopefully with the best in the world. So we're definitely gonna go chase it and uh, and see how I stack up. Absolutely, man. And I mean, especially with, you know, PJ Tour U and stuff and everything being able to, you know, it's crazy how much it's grown and everything. So, I mean, I'm sure that's going to be something really enticing for you as well to, you know, whenever you get out there and play professionally as well. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Geez, it's just really excited for, you know, not only the remainder of this year, but also professional career for you. Because I mean, just a stud, man, just a lot of skill in that body there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's, a lot of hard work but uh it's definitely yep. fun when i get it going <laughs> absolutely man it's fun to watch it's fun to watch um but um you know we're heading in the next section of the show here i just got a you know a few more questions just to kind of get to know you a little bit more and kind of you know the program at unc a little bit as well but um you know this first question um it, it's kind of about, you know, the resources that you have available to you at UNC. I asked David the same question and also Ryan Burnett and everything as well. I mean, what's the coolest resource that you have access to at UNC? Something that you cherish yourself? Mm, that's a really good question. Coolest resource. I, I still think like the connection and the, and the network with the alumni really, yeah. Um, yeah. it's just really cool to me. It's just cool in a standpoint of like how much they like want to see the golf team and and us individually when we're not when we're just playing in the summer and stuff how much they want to see us play well and you know how much kind of they're willing to do um to get us there uh, yeah. and i just think that's like a a resource that it's hard to put like a dollar amount or a or sure. kind of any other uh kind of metric on it just because you know it, it just feels like it's so over overwhelming in a good way like there's just so much of it and you never kind of run out and there's just guys that are just really, really genuine and genuine and just um, love giving and are just really kind. So I think that's kind of one of the best. And, you know, I feel like everywhere we go for summer events, especially there's always a Tar Heel like in the area, always yeah. every city we go. And it's just like one of those resources where you can reach out to coach or, you know, if you already know the guy, you could reach out to him and be like, Hey, like, 
Um, you know, not sure if you're in town, but you know, if you are, can we get food? Is there any chance you could play? Maybe host me for the week, you know? Yeah. So I think it just kind of pays dividends in a lot of different ways. Absolutely, man. I mean, that's just, it's gotta be, you know, so cool to be able, like you said, anywhere you go or somewhere like that, there's always kind of a, a Tar Heel alumni, you know, and able to help you if they can and stuff. And I'm sure they're more than happy to, cause it seems like, you know, they, they really take care of their own. It seems like so. Um, yeah, you you almost feel like you got family in every city because yeah. like, they they really do take care of you like that. So it's it's nice. No, man, that's cool. It's cool to hear the resources that you know UNC and everything. But um, next question I have here for you is kind of like whenever you're at the Masters, you know, you were you got some Jordan brand stuff. It was kind of like well, kind of like the like I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of the first like one of the first times people saw like Jordan golf shoes, like, you know, custom yeah. ones and stuff. Like, tell me about your relationship kind of with Jordan brand. I know, you know, like we said at the masters, you've been repping, you know, Jordan gear. I know UNC is kind of a Jordan school as well. Um, you know, how did that relationship start? Tell me about, you know, maybe other brands and stuff or manufacturers that you work with as well. Yeah. Um, I think that relationship kind of started, fortunately, I'm kind of, I'm pretty close with actually coach Williams, the basketball coach oh, okay. a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, I know him pretty well. He comes out and hits balls every now and then at the range. And I, I, uh, when I was a freshman, I was scared, but I was bold enough to go up and say hello and kind of ask him his mindset on some stuff and um, just kind of how he coached his team and his, his players individually. And fortunately I've got to know him a little bit better throughout my time here and whatnot. Um, I just kind of think knowing that, uh, knowing him helped a little bit, but, yeah. At the end of the day, you know, I, I think really it just boiled down to the fact that, you know, I'm a Carolina kid. Uh, obviously, MJ was as well. And um, it just felt like it really fit. I, I feel like I'm, I, I don't necessarily care one way or the other, but I do feel like that I like more of kind of the modern style yeah. of, of golf clothes and whatnot. Not, yeah. I don't know if I'm to the jogger point yet, but like I do enjoy <laughs> the shoes that and coach reached out to. So, I mean, I don't know if it's to Carolina or to the Jordan. I'm not really sure how he did that. But anyway, he just said, look, like, we got a kid playing in the Masters. We think it'd be pretty cool if we could kind of combine the logos a little bit and, and be able yeah. to wear it. And it'd, it'd go a long way for uh, for golf, for you know, UNC, for um, the Jordan brand and stuff. So fortunately, we were able to work it out. I, I don't really know how it all went. I was trying <laughs> to just get ready to figure out how to hit the first tee shot. But, yeah, uh, you know, we figured it out. And it was really, really cool to sport that stuff. And um, you know, it's just it's just cool being a Carolina kid too with with MJ and stuff because um, it's just kind of special to see what kind of athlete he is, what kind of impact he had on not only basketball but the entire sports world and, and world right. in general. So pretty honored to be able to wear that logo. It's probably probably the most recognizable logo in the world. So right, uh, just just really honored to be able to walk around that at one of the coolest places in, in the golf world too. So. That is awesome, man. It's so cool to hear that, you know, relationship and how, how, it, you know, like I said, I mean, whenever those came out and you're repping them and stuff, everybody was like, whoa, like, like those are sick. Like everybody, you know, Carolina blue, like, you know, Jordan, that's obviously, you know, been so like iconic. So it's pretty cool, man, that yeah. you've been able to rep the, you know, rep that gear and stuff like that. And um, just, yeah, I was just curious about that because man, it's, you know, Jordan golf shoes are like, huge now like you said you know the modern clothing and everything like that so it's pretty sick man yeah i think it, i think it's pretty cool they've been into, they've been able to incorporate uh the brand and the logo into golf i mean obviously basketball's a very popular 
maybe the most popular sport. I don't know exactly, but I'm, it's one of, and, yeah. um, you know, it's cool to see them kind of come into golf a little bit and, and probably bring some of, uh, some of their audience into golf as well. I think they've, they've done a great job of that. So it's definitely cool to, to be able to, to be able to wear those. Absolutely, man. Definitely. Definitely. Next question I have here for you is kind of about, you know, junior golfers. I'm sure a lot of juniors look up to, you you know, everything that you've been able to do within the game of golf and, you know, just everything like that. Whenever they come up to you and ask for advice or they're like, you know, they, they want some kind of insight with the game of golf. Like what's some advice you tell junior golfers? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I hope they give me some kind of a direction, but I do think like I've kind of headed out earlier. I mean, yeah. I really think most of the game starts between your ears. Uh, Absolutely. You know, it's, it's a, it's definitely a mental game. Um, there's a lot of highs, there's a lot of lows, uh, and you just kind of be able to, you know, right when you have that high moment or when you're playing really good, it's, it's awesome, but, uh, you want to try and bottle that up for as long as you can, but then, you know, maybe if it drops off or, or it goes away for a little bit, you can't get too far down and you got to keep doing what you're doing and working hard and, and, and not giving up on your ability or your confidence or anything like that. So I feel like I would definitely start, you know, between the years. And I even wish I would have had somebody help me with it before, uh, you know, a long time ago. Sure. Um, at least just like reading books and like stuff like that. Let's listen to podcasts. Uh, I really like doing that stuff and, you know, you won't take all of it with you, but there'll be, there'll be stuff you take with you that will last, sure. you know, for you or last forever with you in, in competition and, and when you're, when you're practicing stuff. So, um, I really like diving into that kind of stuff, the mental side of the game and understanding, you know, how, how I can get better. Cause I guess it's a little bit different than maybe in junior golf when I still was trying to get really good and, and, and get better and whatnot. But at this point, you know, I really feel like my game from a physical standpoint can play on, on the highest level, but you know, it's, it's very different uh, playing in a professional event versus playing in a college event at first, right. like the first few times. And I'm still trying to kind of work through that a little bit and understand, you know, how maybe to better approach it, maybe how to do stuff different. So stuff like that. So I think, sure. you know, uh, you, you obviously got to work on the physical part of the game and believe in that. But I do think, you know, if you, if you have a good mind on your shoulders, man, you can you don't have to have a perfectly fundamental swing. I mean, I don't think you would teach my swing, really. Like, it's not it, it's not the worst, but it's it's not textbook. It's not your Rory McIlroy's of the world and stuff like that, you know. So yeah. I think, um, you know, if you can if you can really have a good mindset, um, it just it just goes a really long way. And it doesn't really matter what your swing looks like. Absolutely. If you believe it works, it works. Absolutely, man. I mean, I love the, you know, between the ears and everything like that, because I mean, I feel like a lot of junior golfers, they can put a lot of pressure on themselves because it's a, it can maybe be a crucial time in their life because they, they want to, they want to play at, you know, this school, they want to do this and want to do that. And, you know, and, and, and believe it in yourself. And like you said, you know, swing wise, I mean, whatever works, man. I mean, if it works for you, just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, I think that's great advice, man, for, you know, in between the years, especially, I wish I was more more like that as well yeah that's where i'm at with it i mean there's obviously a lot of different avenues you could take and and whatnot yeah. but um i would say that's where i would i would start yeah absolutely man absolutely well we're heading to the last question here man i always like to kind of end it on you know people that are so you know supporting you or inspired you in the game of golf um you know so i'm just curious is there a person or group of people that have really inspired you to a person such golfer you are today yeah i would say uh, that's a good question. I feel like I go a lot of routes with this. Um, I mean, definitely my, my family for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I got a really fortunate group around me and, um, you know, they really pushed me to be the best, but 
he also pushed me to not really lose sight of, of what life's really about. I've been to church my whole life and stuff like that. So um, I feel like that's that's pretty important to me and stuff like and, and that kind of thing. But so they've been good influences uh, to me. Um, I feel like my teammates, especially David Ford, that kid, mm-hmm. he's been a really good influence to me. I know he's younger and whatnot, but it feels like he's almost been a mentor to me as well. He's got a really good head on his shoulders and, yeah. um, you know, he really gets perspective and, and what life's all about. And he's really helped me, you know, see that you know, outside of golf and even when it's been good times, bad times, you know, that, that kind of stuff that stays, that stays constant. So I feel like he's really been big in my life and, and kind of a, a role model and stuff like that. And, you know, I think even just my team and my coaches as well. I mean, I feel like my head coach, he's just been, he's almost taken me in like a son and just really helped uh, guide me in the right direction with, with golf and, and, and mindsets and, um, just how to get better and, and how to compete, like really just how to compete, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. um, I feel like I, there's so many people. Um, and I mean, I guess even like I have a couple of buddies at home that are about 10 or 11 years older than me, but they're, I'm a twin and they're twins also. And we get along really well. And, um, I've met them when I was like 12 years old or something like that. And we're like brothers now and we play wow. a lot of golf and, um, you know, it's, it's just fun to hang around them and have a couple of guys that I can bounce anything off of. And, yeah, you know, just go home and be able to play golf and and just have fun with. So there's there's a lot of people I could thank and, and <laughs> say I am who I am because of. But I mean, I guess that's you know a handful or so. Absolutely. I mean, it's always a question that people are bombarded with because it's a, uh, you know, there's so many people. It takes a village, you know, uh, to support somebody or to play the game of golf. But it's nice that you know. I'm sure you give credit you know, to all of them when you can, but it's nice to shout them out any chance you can. So, um, but yeah, they're going to continue to support you no matter what, man, whether, you know, the remainder of your college career, professional career, and just life in general, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I know it's, it's just been really cool to have, you know, those kind of people by my side and stuff. And I'm definitely feel like I'm indebted to them forever, but I, I really appreciate how they've helped me. And, uh, you know, just trying to, trying to keep a good head on my shoulders myself. And they definitely pushed me in that in the right direction. So. Awesome, man. No, that's great. It's great. It's great to hear, you know, not only the people that are in your support system, but, you know, your journey and everything. And like I said, I'm really excited for your future and everything, man. And, you know, that'll that'll wrap up this week's episode of Scrambling with Donato. Austin, once again, man, thanks for coming on here, telling the listeners about your journey and just really looking forward to your future, man. You got a bright future ahead of you. Yeah, thanks so much, man. I appreciate you having me on here. Absolutely. Have a good one, everybody. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.